Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Without Context podcast. This is week three of Haley is not here, so the boys have control. And our guest for this week, a Seattle-based musician uh, and good friend of the podcast and a long history with a few of us, uh, Mr. Noah Kenton. How's it going, everybody? I'm Noah. I uh, like uh, like Sharky said, I produce music, and I uh, I get to kind of live my dream, but. It's also kind of a nightmare sometimes, so we can get yeah, into that. Yeah, we uh, talked about it in the uh, DM prior. You kind of have a bleak outlook on things, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain about that because I was interested in what you meant by that also. For sure. But man, also, I can, uh, all right, go on. I was going to say, also, uh, the links for all of this stuff uh, will be in the bottom. Yeah, Spotify. 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 Just quickly got to yeah. say, I'm sponsored by Adam and Eve. <laughs> I have a ten percent off discount code, and I have a twenty five dollar free gift card to Carl's Jr. You just walk <laughs> in and tell them my name, parties on the East Coast, and uh, yeah, use that. I, 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 you had me there in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. No, the Adam and Eve no, friendship no, no. was more believable than the Carl's Jr. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, you know, I'm having no sex. I'm the last person they want to sponsor. Oh man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, the link to uh, primarily the Spotify uh, will be down below. And if there are any more links uh, Noah sends me, I'll add those as well. So we'll get you, mm -hmm. uh, we'll get some eyes on you Hell yeah. for the uh, 33 subscribers that we have. <laughs> and growing. 34. We're growing. We are growing. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, some history. Uh, I bet we met Noah uh, through the unfortunate game called League of Legends. Uh, mm -hmm. many years ago, I think probably going on seven or eight years by now, which Dude, it's is be longer insane. Than that, man. I'm, it was, I'm pretty sure it was 2012. And, uh, <laughs> right? 20, no, 2013, 2014. I started, I joined Dwight after I started making videos and I started making videos in 2014. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So, because that's when I started using the Dwight intro on my videos. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been going on a about a decade now which is insane to think about in this day and age and uh it's been incredible like just following your uh musical path also like i was listening to the first few like things that you put out i was there when the uh crimson yeah, music video dude. dropped which oh, is God, awesome bro. which so. is not on the internet anymore i uh, uh man like as an artist i just i feel like this constant need to like run away from like everything I've done in the past and like forget about it and erase it from the world. But uh, hmm. I think I feel that way on like a, a weekly basis now too. So that's kind of rough. It's just kind of um, the, uh, you know, let's, I've learned from this. And if I keep looking back at this, I'm not going to be able to, you know, process new things. Is yeah, man. The mindset is. I is it that or is it run away in the woods? It's, it's a little bit of that too i think i just cringe <laughs> like i look back at shit that i wrote and i just am like i need to get the fuck out of here and you know what like that song brought me a lot of opportunities and um the producer i was working with at the time austin bello is a uh, he went on to be like just one of my like biggest mentors and greatest friends and i work with him now i'm a part of a, a production company called the genre house and we do production and writing and mixing for uh for clients all around the world and they've done so much shit dude like disney placements box like all that shit like had like 40 songs on the show shameless like i kid you not it's crazy <laughs> and um just really Jesus. talented people that i'm uh that i'm really lucky to work with and it had it not been for like that experience of making that song crimson i wouldn't be working with them today like years and years later so i'm really it, grateful for it but going i was gonna say is it one of those things like um you know how uh to bring into example uh paramore who uh when they look back at misery business they're like this doesn't represent me anymore this sucks it's even though it's like much, one of their most popular songs it's pretty much exactly that dude and uh at the time i was really like stoked on it and i thought it was mm -hmm. a great song and like to a degree it's still a great song but i just like I don't know, dude. Like that song was literally written about like Dracula. It's a song about Dracula, and uh, <laughs> which is 
jarring it's when because I, I remember the yeah. music video i remember the music video and i remember yeah. what the music video conveyed it with like drug use and like a father leaving and like all this traumatic stuff and then you tell me it's like dracula and it's like that punch in the face i'm like excuse me <laughs> yeah dude i uh so i was with my uh so i had a like my best friend throughout my teenage years his name is, is was levi best friend among many but uh we just got like super stoned and wrote that song in I kid you not like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was just like spouting nonsense. And I like go back and I read those lyrics and I'm just like, bruh, this is fucking <laughs> garbage. Certified bruh moment. Just certified <laughs> uh, bruh, dude. Most of the music um, I released prior to 2020 is all just is all just bruh for me. It's, all, it's uh, that moment that moment oh, no. of if you knew me if you knew me in like 2005 no you didn't <laughs> yeah yeah literally i've changed so much over the years man and uh like whenever i was around that time period whenever i was doing the multiple forms ep i uh i was getting like a lot of label attention and offers and i just i turned them down and a lot of people have like talked to me and been like oh no that must be bullshit because nobody turns the label down blah 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 blah, blah. that's money being thrown in your face and i was just like i was high as fuck and i knew <laughs> i had no clue what i wanted to do with my music like at all and labels are a really tricky thing and they kind of want you to be like their person for something you know whether they want you to be like their justin bieber or their paramore you know and um or they're fucking drake which nobody can be drake but <laughs> like uh i don't know man i just was really uncomfortable with the idea of like being pigeonholed into being somebody's anything before i felt like i really knew myself as an artist you know uh, and sometimes i look back i'm like fuck maybe i missed out on a whole lot of money and <laughs> i could have had a whole lot of fun like in the in the beginning of my 20s but what are you now? I'm 24 now, so I'm still technically You're still in your 20s. 20s. But it's like that was like late teenage rolling into like 2021. Which if I was okay. like rolling in money at, at like 21, fuck, I would have been having crazy. a wild time. That's, that's crazy, man. We were sitting really sitting here playing League of Legends with like 16 year olds <laughs> in a gaming group. Well, dude, I was so <laughs> fucking young. I was literally 16 years old, and uh, ah. man, I thought I knew everything. I thought yeah. I knew it all. Every 16-year-old thinks they know everything. This they is really me do. looking at you, 16-year-olds in the audience. I'm, you don't I know mean, shit. I mean, because, yeah, when we were playing League, like, I, when we started, I was in my my early 20s. I'm 32 right now, so. You're just reaching, you're, you're finally reaching daddy status. <laughs> I am daddy. And you look so good, man. I do. I've only, I've recently, beard. I've. I've recently started like shaving my head too. Cause I'm noticing like my, my dad's hairline. And I was yeah, like, right I, the, the first time I shaved it, I was like, I actually fucking dig this. Like, dude, you, you look, look good. You look hard. It was like, look, I'm not, like, like, I'd be scared of you. It's the beard. If you weren't and, uh, so nice. and it's just like, if I didn't have this, like, you know, actual developing dad bod and actually some muscles, it'd probably be more intimidating. You but. need some prison tats, dude. Just get, just get like a, <laughs> just get like a leather vest. Yeah. yeah. The leather vest and prison tats, and like maybe to throw them off like a sachet, like a nice billow. <laughs> a sachet. But, uh, I've, well, back to Noah. This episode's about Noah, not me. <laughs> um, the Multiple Forms EP uh, that you brought up, um, mm -hmm. you guys did a music video, if I remember, for Halo, right? Or something did, for man. Microsoft? It was just used as uh, for as promotional material for the launch of Halo Five, and it was really sick. Like on launch day, like I, you could like boot up the Xbox, and like my face was like right there, which was it, fucking wild. But I took that absurd. shit down too, dude. I like <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I look back at that, and I'm just like, God, you were an ugly duckling. <laughs> and I just can't even look at it. So I was like, Take. How down, old were you when down. Halo Five came out? I was. 18 i think oh jesus right. i think i was some 18 year old face on the on the, one of the logos of halo jesus christ no dude it was it was, wild. It was insane because i was there i think i had you on facebook uh one of your facebook profiles when you shared Prior that, to and i was like deletion. i was like yeah. i was like wait what the fuck and i looked at it as like official like microsoft like youtube and just noah and his band just and i was like what the fuck i'm so proud of this kid <laughs> like 
Thank you, man. It was a, it was wild. I remember whenever I got that call, I just cried. I just cried. I was like, I made it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You don't make it. You just get to do cool shit. And uh, yeah, I wanted, man, I had, I had fun. I wanted to touch on uh something that you brought up with the whole like not joining label and just you know not doing what sure. you wanted to do with your music. Uh, I do mm -hmm. follow your Spotify page, and I do notice like there is a gap between your single releases and it, I'm guessing that's just from a creative side of thing. You can't just be pushing out music all the time. You have to have that like spark of inspiration. Is that kind of how you do your, well, this is all right. So this is where we kind of get into the nitty gritty of shit. <laughs> like, uh, I, huh. How am I going to put this? I make a lot of music. I make music every single day. And uh, I finished an album last year and then a whole nother EP. And then I just decided, no, I could have put it out. And it was like it's a just... 15 song album. Like I just decided, no, like, so I'm constantly making music, but I can just feel myself like excelling with like each new thing that I do. And not like every song you make is the best song that you make, no. right? But you have to like try. Like uh, my mentor always tells me, he's like, you're only as good as like the last song that you put out. And I like, I stand by that. But like, if I'm making something and I'm like, oh, this is sick. This is awesome. And then like three days later, I make something I think is like even better. I'm just like, man, fuck all that other shit. <laughs> like this is garbage into the, I always, I tell my producer friends, I'm like, this is one for the garbage bin. And then I'll send them something. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Put this out right now. And I'm like, no, it's garbage. It's for the, <laughs> it's for the raccoons. And, uh, for the raccoons. but like, it is to my detriment, 100%, 100% to my detriment because, uh, uh, consistency within uploading is important for music. But the thing is, is like, I don't like, I get, Streaming royalties mean nothing to me. Like play count, view count means nothing to me. Like I've, I've met the majority of the people who inspire me and I'm on good terms with them. And I, I'm well known within like the music production sphere. But like you're not, a, a million plays isn't making you any money. It's not, and this is where like my greedy side kind of comes in, I guess. But I make money from producing and writing for other people. I don't make money from any of my music streams, like at all. Like we're talking like zero, zero point, or zero point zero 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 six seven of a cent per Spotify stream. Mm -hmm. It only kind of gets worse from all the other streaming services and slightly better with stuff like Tidal, but nobody uses that. So it's weird, man. I just, I, I don't care about how many people are listening to me or whatever I, I like my own music is it's like my baby it's like i'm gonna love it because it's like born of me and whether they grow up to be fucking well known or they are like an underwater welder that lives in a tiny shack like i'm still <laughs> gonna love it right it doesn't matter how many eyes are on it or not and so i don't feel the same pressure that a lot of artists feel where they're like oh i need to promote myself 24 7 i need to be this brand i need to be this image because I like I, I get paid for doing what I love to do. It's just on a different end of the spectrum. You know? You're on the back but end. I, yeah, I'm on the back end. But that gives me 100%, you know, autonomy and freedom to uh, to be able to make whatever I want my own art to be, which is pretty much all that I could ever ask for. Because if you're locked into a label deal for four years, and you know, uh, people don't understand that like money from a label is a loan. Right. You're not doing anything until you recoup the funds they invested into you. And um, so you can be locked into a six year contract with a label. And if your first project flops, they're not going to put any more money into you. And then you're stuck on the on the shelf somewhere and you're under contract. So you can't make music or release anything without the labels. OK. And if they don't want to invest more money into you, then you're fucked. So you're just sitting there like not able to do anything and a lot of these artists like really hunger for that fame and like crave it and then they get it and then they realize that there's always like a bigger fish in the pond you know and then it's crushing not only like to your ego but it can be to your life because if you spend all the money on your from your advance 
So you get a $20,000 advance and you buy a car, you put like a down payment on an apartment and shit like that or a house. And uh, you can just really fuck yourself like entirely. And I'm sorry if my cursing is like a bit. No, it's fine. We it's normal. (laughs) Perfect. And uh, I've seen people go down that hole, man. And like I've lived in, in Los Angeles and like I don't live in LA anymore because I couldn't stand it because a lot of the time I would meet people and uh, I would just be like, all these people want the exact same thing, which is to just like have their ego stroked by, you know, whomever and to like get this label deal. And they feel like it's going to make them happy. And I'm like, you pull up to the studio for writing sessions and they're just like, how do we make this the most digestible thing that can be like, have the most mass appeal and make money and i'm just like this is for me that's just not what making art like is about like when it comes to my true like inner self and a lot of the reason why like i'm blessed to be able to do production writing for other people is because the majority of the people that like i work with are smaller artists who have these lofty dreams but i try to instill like the importance of like let's let's make something that feels like you and that is special to you and like really comes from your heart and isn't just this like you're trying to write exactly what the label wants type of thing and because it's like if all you're trying to do is like fulfill the expectations of everybody else like you're leaving yourself behind and you're constantly like your definition of success like turns into this goalpost that you just like keep moving based upon what somebody else wants from you and i just i just don't think that's okay it's that uh, yeah is that classic, you know, do it because you want to do it compared to do it for the money? That yeah, I, it really that, is. It's like that with music. It's It was like that with YouTube for me at the start. You know, when mm-hmm. I started trying to keep up with the algorithm, the daily uploads, the video length, I burnt myself out and I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's just like because there was no payoff to it. It's like I just kept uploading videos and uploading videos and, you know, a thousand something videos in. I'm like, I have nothing to show for this. And it's just like sucker punch me. It's like I did this because I wanted to try to succeed at it rather than, you know, doing it because I enjoyed the game. I wanted to entertain people sure. and all this other mess of things. But the thing is, is like I, you did succeed, you know, you put all that work in and it meant something and it meant something to you. And even if it were was a small amount years of, people, of videos. Like, so, yeah, like <sighs> that's that's an accomplishment. I can't say like I would love to start a YouTube channel or something. And I'm just like I like I wake up and then and now I'm 28 like, weeks of a podcast. No. Yeah, <laughs> dude, exactly. Hey. So it's like, And I'm sure like all that stuff helped with everything that you're doing now. Oh yeah, I'm still the editor. So, so. exactly, Every, so everything, that's... everything that we do in our past leads us to where we are now. And I that sounded more deep than I wanted it to. Um, it, it, your story you were telling me about how you know your songwriting, um, you want to as a song as a publisher or someone who helps other songwriters or artists. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of the story of um, Avenged Sevenfold's uh, a little a little piece of heaven. Where it was this, it was this, yeah, it's a really cool song. Yeah, and it's this wild song of like, it's just, it's one of those, yeah, and it's one of those where you listen to the, you listen to the lyrics, it's like, huh, this is kind of fucked up. Um, But I remember I've I've watched, I've uh, listened to the story of that song, and um, uh, according to them, the AR came in and like was listening to it. It was like, hey, this song's good. You You should put this one out. And they were like, we're just fucking around with the song. What do you mean? <laughs> and they put it out, and it was like it turned out to be one of their hits. It's a really For good sure, song. Man. There, there, there are definitely ones like that, dude, where it's like you're like, you don't know how to feel about it like at all. And then like somebody else hears it and they're like, yo, this is crazy. If it's and I'm just it, like if it's any consolation, every time you put out a song, I'm just like, the song's a fucking banger. Thank <laughs> I, you, man. And I added to he showed, I he added, showed us playlists. I just I showed them the playlist. I was like, so we're getting my friend Noah, and I slapped down the Spotify playlist, and I was just Thank like, Thank you, man. I, I have all, I have that, all that shit saved into my own playlist. I love Integer, see, like the most recent thank one. Thank you, dude. So it's like, just like every means, time you release a song, it's just I'm in, I'm there. I'm in. <laughs> like that means so much to me, dude. Because. uh like a lot of, and this is, this kind of harkens back to what I was saying a second ago, but it's like, that means more to me than like 
getting a million streams on a song like means mm-hmm. to me because it's like whenever I am able to like talk to somebody and like there's like different levels of access that people have to like the content creators that they enjoy right and if like let's say like PewDiePie right is gonna like he's he's got so many I love you comments like for years like they don't mean anything to him anymore mm-hmm. he can like sit back and be grateful as like a whole for his community but like he doesn't have that like more personal you know, they have a personal touch. Yeah. yeah. And like within like Sharky, I, uh, you know, it's been like years of you like affirming me and I know <laughs> who you are and what you do. So it like, I like, I get to be proud of you and seeing what you do and be able to like look through Shucks. Twitter and like keep tabs on you a little bit. Like, not that you know that I do that, but I'm like, let's see what Sharky's doing. No, dude, today. The and, day uh, I just, I, there was, I was going through Facebook one day and I'm like, you know, I haven't heard from Noah in a while. I wonder if he's still making music. And I went to search for, you know, I guess this was before your first like Facebook purge where you, I guess, maybe yeah. deleted a profile or something. No, I, I get rid like, of everything all the time, man. Yeah, deleted. I was like, oh, he's just like ad friend. And I was like, huh, see. And then I like, I think I saw something. I saw something on your page that pointed to uh, Ikigai, the song that you had yeah. put out. And I had listened to that because I had listened to Crimson in multiple forums, uh, the music videos a lot in the past. So seeing it here, I was like, oh, he's still putting out like such good music. And that one, I think, was the first song of yours that had such a different sound to it. Yeah. Crimson uh, definitely struck me as kind of before I realized it was about Dracula uh, <laughs> kind of hit me with like that usual like just. It's real very, formulaic like, pop, dude. It's, it's like, very formulaic, like, emo pop, I think. Yeah, And sure. then uh, Ikigai came out, and you had... I, it's hard, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like uh, blues, but also kind of like that usual, like, indie sound. I guess, I don't know how to say it. There's, like, the indie song sound. The indie sound, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, when I say indie song, some something pops up in your head of how that a song like that sounds sounds less produced yeah it sounded like i don't even i don't know if it it sounds less produced i think it just sounds like less fake it's sure there's not a lot uh, of backing there's not a lot of backing to it it's like a simple beat it's the vocals it's one or two instruments and it just had oftentimes or i'm sorry sorry go on no it, it was just like this entirely different sound and i was like this is awesome. And then when Integer came out, it was like that same kind of sound. Who I was like, yeah. And I see, I think on your Spotify page, it's like electronic, like blues, I think is like one of the genres or something. I, that think, it was. I think it's just like alternative R&B is yeah. what it is. And, uh, and which I don't even think is a fair thing to describe me as, but like maybe. I, uh, I don't I, know like, who's in charge of nobody's it's all the it's all the robot overlords dude it's the algorithm uh, man it's the algorithm and uh ikigai was like uh was a weird kind of turning point for me because like i loved that song and now i'm iffy on it but it's like it's cool but uh that song was strange man i like started off by like sampling this this record from like the 19 like 40s I just like found these weird sounds from it. Um, one of them being that like kind of cool bell sounding thing that you can hear th- running throughout the track. And uh, like for me, that was like a creative like opening for like in my soul. And I was like, fuck, this is like simple. It's not simple to do. Like I, I'm not going to like, like making a song like that takes like hours and hours and days of like work. Oh, I like, believe to make it, it sound I, good. I, I usually get fast. Yeah, I usually get, like, the entire song, like, made within, like, six or seven hours of me just, like, being a goblin at my computer (laughs) at, like, three in the morning. But it takes, like, a long time to, like, like, make the final decisions on what needs to go there and what needs to be polished. I'm just a big fan of, like, throwing paint at the wall and then, like, gradually, uh, like, taking layers away and then being, It's the spaghetti method. It's the spaghetti method. Dude. <laughs> spaghetti a, at the I'm, wall, see what sticks. That's exactly right. I'm a total spaghetti methodier, if that's even a word. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it should be. 
um yeah man that song uh that song was cool um all of my songs are like really really personal to me like i don't put anything like i don't like in that's like the difference between part of why i cringe at like stuff like uh like crimson even though it's a cool song and it did a lot for like my career um like i didn't give a fuck about what i was saying i was just high and writing about dracula but like now that i uh i'm a sober dober i uh i'm just really careful with with what i say and most of my songs are like like love songs and i kind of get some flack about that from my friends but i'm just like i feel a whole lot of love so i might as well just <laughs> write about it and uh but the weird thing about like music is uh like not only am i like immortalizing my own voice whenever i put this stuff out there but i'm also just like immortalizing every single thing that i say about somebody else yeah and there are times where it's like I'll be like upset at somebody or stressed out or real sad about somebody. And as we all get like the human condition and uh, I don't know that there are times where I tried to write like angry songs instead of like weird love songs. And I'm just like, this feels wrong. I'm like, why would I ever want to, it's not in you. It's not in me. I'm just like, why would I want to put something negative about somebody and have it like exist in this like weird internet sphere for, for potentially forever you know yeah and uh that's one deletes it but yeah until somebody deletes it and uh i don't know man i i write about really really personal stuff but i but i kind of i kind of mask it in this weird like waxing poetic verbose way so nobody like everybody can like relate to it like as like for the majority, but then I'll like throw in lines that are just very clearly specific to me that nobody would know in like nobody, but that one person who is about would understand and like know the poignance of it. And it gives me like grunge vibes. That's kind of how grunge worked as well. It was like, you know, these people were very, very much hurting. um, And their songs were just hits after hit after hit. And it was just like, wow, this person was hurting yeah or you know however they they might have felt and uh and that's a that's a valid point man because uh it's it's strange like a lot of people can uh can like listen to music but they're not really like listening to it and -hmm. that's a really stupid way to put it but like i'll listen to songs and i'm like i have no idea what the fuck this person is talking about sounds good you know bass be thumping (laughs) drums be smacking i like it and then I'll like actually like go through and I'll like read the lyrics and I'll be like, yo, this guy just like robbed a Chevron. And <laughs> parents are getting divorced. This is robbed crazy. a Chevron. And, uh, just, like, yeah, I, hearing I so love much, that about music. Just some hard rock song. It's like, you know, the double bass drums going, just like good guitar riffs. Yeah. And I read the lyrics and it's like, this guy is just on a trip to get some mozzarella sticks. Literally. <laughs> so. Literally. It could be... It could be just that That's it's hard. the song the song afternoon delight where it's like it's this very nice song and it's like they're going to go they're going to have that like sex. extramarital coitus. sex it's coitus yeah <laughs> it's 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 raw shameful lustful behavior that uh mm-hmm. that mozzarella it was stick joke shameful in back then it that really mozzarella was. stick uh joke gets me though because it's just the uh sky i describe ska music as a kid who gets an extra mozzarella stick hears in his head See, so. I can't. I uh, I can't stand ska music. I'll be honest with you. Oh, my brother loves it. My dad we're gonna loves differ it. there, man. <laughs> I can't stand it. Like it's just something about it. Like I just I'm I'm not excited by it. And I feel like you, <laughs> if you're not excited listening to ska, then like it's just like what's the point? It's but it's mozzarella sticks. I almost had some mozzarella sticks yesterday, and I was like staring at the menu, like really really fucking hard. I was like I'm either getting like chicken strips. And mozzarella sticks are just like a burger. And I was like looking around at all the people like around me. And I was like sitting by myself, like getting dinner by myself. And like I was oh, surrounded sad. by like <laughs> old people drinking. And I was like, fuck. Like I'm gonna look like a child if I'm like hey, just chicky shrimps and mozzarella sticks. And I was like, I'm getting a burger. Well, I almost panicked, uh, dude. I wanted them so bad. Uh, dude, I just that's left, like my pride got in the way. Uh, that was something that Kristen kept dogging me about. It was like a, 
yeah, I'm gonna go get some uh, boneless wings. And she's like, Do you mean your adult chicken nuggets? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, adult I was like, I was like, listen, <laughs> okay. They're good. Yes, things. but also, um, how, how if you were to like, and this is the you know the the major record label person talking like sure. distill your 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 music, not you know because. Most people will be like, well, I, I actually, I'm in like this genre and this genre and this one. If you were to like put like the music as a whole into a genre of yours, uh, what would you best describe it as? Not, mm. it doesn't have to fit like perfectly, but what best yeah. do you think it would, it would label as? I would, I would just say probably like alternative indie music. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way that I would describe it. Cause yeah. that's a, Indie is a pretty vast genre. So is alternative. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of my shit sounds very different from one another. Like, especially like mm-hmm. my newer stuff that I'm going to be coming out with this year. It's like, I try not to do the same thing over and over again. They can have like thematically like similar sounds and elements that like kind of like tie them together, but I don't ever like things to be like carbon copies. Uh, the, the opposite of Coheed and Cambria where Coheed does like this chord represents this chord from like three albums ago. Yeah, but I love Coheed, dude. I was uh, a. Have you heard their uh, new song? I'm listening to the what song was it? The Liars Club, their new single. I haven't, dude. I like. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I like listen to like the suffering on repeat. Oh, always. Like (laughs) suffering's very good. Oh, just like driving home, screaming. Dude, like I have a Coheed and Cambria playlist for when I drive. It's suffering. Uh, Blood Red Summer, Favor House yeah. Atlantic, Gunslingers. Oh, they were uh, so great makers and gunslingers. Oh, Claudio's yeah. voice is like a really love it or hate it. Like type it's very polarizing. Yeah, it. it's great. I think he's fantastic. And you got their recent album, you know, Dark Sentencer, Old mm. Flames. Like all that is so good. It was weird, dude. Like whenever I was listening back to like some of their earlier albums last week, I was like, this shit affected me. As like an artist, I'm like, yo, shit affected him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. It's like it's the just, man it's needed therapy. Weird. Oh, he really, really did. I, there was an interview. Uh, he said it's like if there's one thing you can go back and change about your early albums, what would it be? And he's like, not putting my real family's names as the characters. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I tried. The to man had issues that he had to work out. <laughs> yeah. I think name dropping name dropping can be cool if it's like a like I don't, they're in on it, I right? No, I <laughs> I don't I don't know if like if they're if they're in on it, it's the respectful thing to do for sure. But I yeah. feel like if you're like writing a really serious song and then like in the last bar you say their name, it's just like Ugh, this hurts me. <laughs> like that's an effective way of like some emotional like tactical poignance. But I don't fucking know. If somebody's like writing a song called like Julia, then it's just like <laughs> Julia, Julia. Like the whole fucking time, I'm just going to be like, I don't know a Julia. Like, I can't get into this. Nobody like, learned their I lesson. I mean, that's like 80s R&B. On. It's like nobody learned their lesson with Come On Eileen or even Hey There Delilah. <laughs> yeah, I have never came on an Eileen. Which I can't relate to it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, oh, I I have a beef with Hey There Delilah, um, but <laughs> like it because it's it's like it's like the it's like every indie like person's like wet dream, right? It's like, hey, I'm gonna come over here, I'm gonna play my guitar for like six months, I'm gonna make a billion dollars, come back, and it'll be all right. Uh, but that just I I kind of wanted to bring this up earlier. Uh, it reminds me of you know the those people in school who are like I'm just gonna get football scholarship. I'm not gonna yeah. bother with you know anything else because the people who go to the NFL, the NBA, NHL, the people who become artists, like well known musicians, is like the top point five percentile, oh, yeah. if that, of all artists and all you know sports people and all like any any kind of content creator is that the upper echelon is that small and you have to fight to get up there to crack into that space. And you people very rarely, if ever do. It's, it's the majority of it is luck. I'll be Mm. straight up, straight up honest about that. And 
like that Most with YouTube. Of the time it's just based. It's just yeah, luck. it's just based off of physical appearance as well, which I kind of fucking hate, dude. Because it's mm-hmm. like, especially like on the music end of things, like labels, they're like, wow, seventeen-year-old girl with crazy voice. Uh, who she is as a person really doesn't matter because we can make that up for them to suit whatever narrative we think would be popular. And now we are running her life and she has no clue what she's doing. And her parents are all excited because there's money. Yeah. Money. And, uh, it's, it's the Disney factory. It's the Nickelodeon factory. Yeah. It's the same mm. thing with music dude, but honestly, music is the most corrupt out of all of them. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, it's, it's, it's a shame, dude. It, it, it really is a shame. And like, whenever I, work with like younger artists or like I, I try to mentor younger artists. I, I always tell them, I'm like, this shit is fucked. <laughs> you are a product to them. If you want to go down this pathway, do it, but be like extremely legally knowledgeable about like what you're getting into to, to like get like a separate from, lawyer. Yeah. Get a contract lawyer. Get a contract lawyer have people who have done this tell you their experience with it like don't just go willy-nilly with everything and think that like you've made it because like i don't i don't really think that like you've made it unless like you can lay down in bed at night and like know that like everything is taken care of and there's still some shit on the side for you to like know what you want to do like made it like financially within music because it's like like uh, I was watching this this interview with this rapper, and he was like, "Yeah, you can't afford like really afford a hundred thousand dollar like Cuban link chain unless you've got like thirty million in the bank." Like yeah. so, people who are like, "Yeah, I just got like four hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna go spend a hundred k on jewelry or get a new car or whatever." I'm like, "You can't really afford that. Like that's not it within just... your means." It just shows like the difference. Like that's the thing. It's like you made it as a musician when you get the Ferrari, when you get the LA yeah. home. And for me, and like I guess for just more down to earth creators who just want to do something and get it out there, it's like for me, I want to be able to go to dinner, pay for it, and not worry about it. That's it for me too. Like dude. that's dreams. It's just like if I can swipe my card, pay for dinner, and walk out like not thinking about how much money's left. That's when I know I'm comfortable. Like, yeah, it's the simplest things. I don't and need I, the car. I don't need the house. I don't need the jewelry. I don't need the nighttime parties. It's like, I just want to be able to do what I want to do to make me happy and know that it's not going to break me. That's all that extra, extra shit is just a lot of it's just posturing. It and I, peacock, uh, peacock feathers. Peacock feathers, <laughs> that's right. And, uh, and you attract the same type of shitty behavior when you're living your life yeah. like that lavishly. And like begins like. That's right. And I, I'm i just so not into that, dude. Like, all I want to do is to just, like, be a dad and, like, be able to afford food and pay for my car. Yeah. Like, but I, you know what? What's cool is, like, the, the, I, there are time periods in my life where I, where I get to live that way, where I can go spend a ton of money and not really care. You can go get a burger. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You, know, uh, you, could, you could think about chicken strips and mozzarella sticks or a burger. Like that, that was the option. All <laughs> the, of them. The Just gold foil them. burger from from uh, what is it? Hard Rock, the Hard Rock in L.A. I we, I can't talk about any burgers unless they're from Carl's Jr. I'm gonna lose my sponsorship. <laughs> but, but, oh right, uh, I forgot. Legally binding. I'm legally bound. I'm into that legal BDSM. But, um, oh no. Yeah, I, it, dude. I. I have no lofty dreams for, for anything with life. Like, and I'm blessed to make money doing what I love. And I have like, I, I'm blessed to know the people that I know, including you, you two. And, uh, I just, it's really weird. I think people want way too much out of life. I think they, they think that they're going to be happy when they have X, Y, or Z and like financially making it is kind of, it's one of those things where there's this like standard of what people think making it is. But like, for me, I'm like, if you are, if you feel like you are doing, you're waking up and you're achieving your purpose and like what, what makes your, like what feeds your soul, like then you've made it. If you don't really need to have like, you know, many digits in the bank account to like effectively have like made it as a human being in the world. 
yeah. when my uh, when my when when my writer's block goes away and I get the serotonin from like writing articles on my Patreon. Yeah. Mwah, it's the best. Perfect. That's when the I, reward. Like that's when I finish thing. when I finish the campaigns on Saturdays and all that. It's just like I'm sitting there in like the afterglow of a session, and then I the go, afterglow. Jesus. And then I then I go like. Then I go out to like Burger King and get some burgers. Like, Let's go. And all and, and like, all of us yeah. are like spamming Sharky, like, oh yeah, Sharky, it was a great sh- it was great. We loved it. <laughs> and he's like, Did you actually though? I was I was oh, just like national. Do you really? <laughs> like No, that's 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 such a good feeling. Like knowing mm-hmm. that you've brought somebody joy, like is just it's worth so much more than than, you know tons of dollars because it's yeah. like if, if like i always say this to people i'm like if i had millions of dollars like i would spend like none of it on me i would just yeah. buy a shit ton of shit for everybody else and because it's like i just it's all like material shit and like moments like that where you finish a campaign and people are genuinely happy and and smiling and laughing and they feel good there's nothing beats that it's impossible it's the, uh... to it's the running joke of winning the lottery and instantly like gaming house moving by moving. <laughs> so. Yeah, that would be fun, man. I'd have to come but, visit. Uh, I thought about it, uh, doing the thing, of, you know, what makes you like happy and all that. And uh, the songs that you make, I was thinking about it last night uh, or over the weekend. Also, when I was driving around, it's those songs that's like I can put on like during a late night drive you know yeah. just like me just like going through like back roads or something just clearing my head those are songs i can listen to and just like it's just like a piece to it just Thanks. because of the podcast effect right yeah it's just huh? the uh it's just the sound of them because they're not they're not that energetic they're not like you know they're going to get your heart racing and your blood pumping it's just they're very to an extent very peaceful songs a lot of the time they are and, and it's definitely like if there was a scene in a movie or something of somebody driving like late at night, that's the kind of song that would be playing in like the background. I'll take that as a as a as a good <laughs> compliment because like everybody's yeah. night driving and uh, everybody loves night drives. Everybody loves everybody. it. I, uh, I that's very intentional for me because um, a lot of my earlier stuff was very energetic and very like you know four on the floor drums and like really heavy guitars which i've been getting back into like heavy guitar stuff lately and not like heavy like fucking you know gent heavy but just like distortion which like distortion was a no-no for me for a long time i was like none of that none of that but i'm but i'm into it again but uh i still just i like i i have this weird neurotic where i uh i need things to sound like clean and pretty and like usually when things are like clean and pretty like a like a perfectly folded bed sheet straight out <laughs> of the wash like or the dryer like it's just it's there's this like sense of calm and peace that like putting on is, pants right off the dryer yeah it's just like you're like this feels good i feel safe this is peaceful and nice mm-hmm. and like i like i just try to like impart that into my music and i'm very intentional about it like i don't put anything in my song unless i think it sounds like pretty like I have to like, I listen to every sound. Like sometimes I'll just like, like solo one thing and I'll listen to it over and over and over again, trying to decide if it's pretty or not. And if it's <laughs> not pretty, I'm like, fuck it, get out of here. And uh, but and, you know, condo that bitch. Yeah, that's right. And uh, oh god, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, love that show. But yeah, it's, it really is a lot like that. It really is. And uh. I don't know. Like when it comes to like peace, it, it's 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 weird because most of the time, the majority of my songs are written from a, a real place of like pain and heartache and stress within me. And there's something about like taking that and turning it into something beautiful that just ah, it's like it's it's elating. It it really just makes me feel like so much better to be able to like take moments of sadness and shitty times and even like just like you know. Like if there's like somebody I hurt in my past and I write a song about them and I'm like doing nothing but like being affirming and like funneling love and care, like in a sonic way, at least, you know, like that, like is really important for like my own, you know, mental health and and stress within dealing with life. Because 
you know, if I was just writing about the shit that made me happy all the time, I'd probably be really sad. Yeah, I um, mean, it's you can be proact uh, productive and proactive with it and make, you know, a song that can, you know, speak a little more truly than your words can. Yeah. Or you can, you know, revert to who you were and, you know, substance, anything like that again. And you're like, just not think about it. And that's only worse. Yeah. You know, so it's For like, sure. it's definitely a more healthy way and a more creative way to do it. And I mean, if these were the songs I get from you, you know, feeling better about things that you've done or getting stuff off of your chest, just, just flood it just open up the floodgates man <laughs> give me the music <laughs> and it's weird like a lot of people like like because i have like real bad depression and uh, i handle it like very socially and that's that doesn't mean i like i lock myself away in like my dungeon for sure <laughs> but uh like i'm I, I talk to people all the time and i don't like I don't really like wear it the way that I used to where I was just like oh I'm going to succumb to this sadness and be the like dude in the corner just sad and uh they don't know I have depression they don't know I, <laughs> like I've got skeletons in here but uh yeah I like I I decided that I was like going to really change the way I interacted with the world just because I got bored I got really bored of just like behaving sadly and um like a lot of people are like, well, do you feel like depression like makes your music better? And I'm like, well, uh, maybe like it could, but like there, there are a lot of artists out there who like create problems for themselves to give themselves something to write about. And I think that that's like a huge issue. I don't think that like artists need to be sad to be able to feel like they have that drive to be productive, you know? And that's a, uh, it's it's up to to debate right now like the whole starving artist thing like when you're really hungry you're making your best art or when you're really sad that's whenever your art's the most impactful and emotional and i don't really agree with that i think that, i don't think it's true yeah yeah because i think a lot of artists that were hurting in like the like the early 90s uh i like to use the example of like eddie vetter from pearl jam sure. who like yeah he wrote like some very deep traumatic songs about things that affected him and then he got i don't want to say better but he got um help and uh even like he's still writing really good songs today oh he's great and And you have the Soundgarden too and you have the classic cobain like he didn't get help that he needed I think like he that. was murdered. I think he was murdered. I, 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 I wasn't going to throw it out there murder. until somebody else did. Courtney Love no, murdered him. <laughs> sure, but like that's still, that that's still in a way still still coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't think slander. you're allowed to say that on a podcast. <laughs> it's weird. My uh, my dad has this. Theory oh god, she's at the door I'm... right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> my dad has this theory that uh, I'm Kurt Cobain reincarnated because I hate Nirvana. And he was like, nobody on earth hates Nirvana, and the only person who would would be Kurt Cobain. And he like died like shortly before you were born. So <laughs> I'm like, you know, I do live in Washington now. Oh, I try no. to keep Courtney's out of my life to like the greatest extent that I can. Courtney <laughs> Love can't be reincarnated. Yeah. She's not dead yet. Well, it could be just like a, a Courtney thing, you know, maybe like the majority of like female murderers that haven't been found. In America, are named Courtney. You were you were talking about how you you uh, wear your depression your depression differently than you used to. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in my like going from like sixteen, I think, until like my mid twenties or so. So for a solid like 10, 11 years, I had real bad anger issues. Um, and I had this this uh, some people call it know it as like a come to Jesus moment, where sure. it's like. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking in my head like who is this serving and like what am I doing here and what what is what is actually the point of this and from then on like I've intentionally like like kind of dissociated myself at first it was like dissociating myself from like those things that make me angry or make me upset yeah. um and little by little it turns into um like just not being upset at the same things I would have snapped at 10 years ago. So what you're saying is you got rid of all of your anger issues and then joined a gaming community around League of Legends. <laughs> yep. 
Man. That was <laughs> well. I was in I was in Dwy uh, in, around the time I still had these some of these issues. Um, they probably perpetuated I, some of them. Yeah, they probably exacerbated the issue. <laughs> I worked at Walmart for 13 years. You guys think oh, I know what's good God. for my mental health? <laughs> That's true. I worked at I worked at GameStop for about eight years. So, oh yeah. God, Sharky! But That's it was a yeah, had, Walmart. It was a part time. <laughs> like, I had a I was a bus boy during the day. I worked at GameStop. My brother night, worked at GameStop. So. I know, oh. I know the ins and outs uh, of the GameStop pain. But, no, but yeah, like, I at some yeah. point I just you just like you just like take what this stuff that like really you know bothers you and you're just like is this really serving is this serving me most of all is this serving me and if it's not just push it away yeah like why care you know make those strides into like pushing it away because it isn't just a snap your finger it's done um you have to mend the fences you have to go back to people and be like hey i was wrong i fucked up i'm sorry and i mean um as three unlicensed like you know, psychologists and stuff like that. It's just, it helps to put it into something productive. It, it really like, does. It's like, you could sit here like Deco. It's just, you know, angry. She's just pissed off and just not have anything to put it into. And it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. Or you can sit here like Noah and, you know, have sadness and stuff like that and not put it constructively into a song to get it out there and, you know, out of your mind and into the, something more beautiful about it. Or me, who was stressed out at the time, I was making two videos a day for four years straight. So, and then I stopped and made videos, single videos a day a for mid, three years. There's like a midpoint between the two of those. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's a midpoint I, somewhere. I got so burnt out. It was, it was bad. Like I was like, my mental state was just in the gutter because I was just so tired. Mm-hmm. It was go to work, come home, record the next day, go to work, come home, edit all the videos for the week. And it's a Groundhog Day. Just and day then in, yep. day out. take take a break. Take a break for like two days because the week's uploaded, and then come home from work and record for four hours to get next week's worth of footage. And it was just there's no I had room to no breathe life. There. Like I had nothing outside of it. It was just that. It's it's really crazy. Like a lot of the times, like even though I I know I'm like dealing with my emotions in a productive way. Like I, I am perpetually burnt out. That is for sure. Like I am still where you were at Sharky with the, with the whole video thing, but I can't not be, I am like full blown, like addicted to like creating music. Well, it's like, is that, is it like, it's like, it could be like, you know, yeah, you're addicted to doing it and you're burnt out, but it's like, do you go into it? Like, oh god i have to do this again or are you like you know what let's go let's get this song made kind of energy you know what that's that's a that's a good way that's a good question to ask because i think that kind of frames it for me differently internally Mm -hmm. so thank you um (laughs) no i'm always excited to do it or i'm sorry go on no you're you're good but i was gonna say before we continue on this this is a great like and everyone's making great progress still go to therapy people listening to this still go to therapy Go get it done. Go get it done. What's the uh, or just like be me one, and like look at frog memes. One of yeah. one of the podcasts I listen to, they one of the guys says uh, something. It's mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. For sure, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You got to make a change. So you can't blame yourself for it, but you do have to understand. If you acknowledge that there's something wrong, then you have to start taking the steps to help it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take accountability. Yeah, and and be proactive about feeling good. Oh, there's nothing I hate more than people who are like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I acted that way. I was depressed," and I'm like, "That's not a good enough reason." Like, it there has to be this accountability to it. You yeah. can't just use it as an excuse. I'm like, if you're like, I don't know. Like, there are times where it's like you can say like, "I am struggling because I'm depressed." But I yeah. was a shithead. Like I am a shithead. Yeah. If you like, if you own up to it, in that moment. Yeah. I'm not saying like yeah. don't like avoid owning up to it. Like if you own up to it as a person, you're like you know I wasn't in a good place and I'm sorry. Like if you can hold yourself accountable for it. But if you just kind of keep trying to just use it as an excuse without taking that personal accountability, it's definitely not a healthier. It's tiring. Nobody likes to be around that because yeah, you know you, you, it's it's. 
it's an energy thing, right? Because like people like feel that vibe of like this person's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they know it. Oh, and they know it too, but they just they just don't it's say that it. instinct that they just know that this person's a piece of shit. I don't want to be around this person. It's like we all have experience. The vibes that. are off. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, dude, back to back to your question, Sharky. I am I'm uh I'm always excited to make music. Um well there are some like I don't know. Sometimes you get like a client who's like not your favorite, right? But you have and to that's work not for them. fun and you have yeah. to work for them. But like if you're helping their dream come true, like at the end of the day, it, it becomes worth it again at some point. You know, it's um, you're, you're that you're just like that first step. It's still yeah. it's still their talent and stuff to, you know, continue the forward motion. But you're for sure. the one you're the one helping them get that first step, you know, to for go. sure. It's like a, it's like I always say like like I'm like like a a miner with a pickaxe and like the artist is this like just you know beautiful gem like covered in like like Cold. fucking like, fossilized <laughs> like dinosaur shit that we gotta like just pick away at like minecraft in it and um but you have yeah. to make sure not to break the gem that's right that's right and oh god i can i, I am simultaneously like an awesome person to work with and a really frustrating person to work with because I like I have this weird thing. I wouldn't call it like synesthesia, but it's like I it's almost like like auditory like hallucination like while I'm making music. Like I can hear in my head like exactly what like needs to go like where. And I just fucking know it. And once I like hear it, it's not like I'm like fiddling around for ideas, which I do do. But like when you have those moments where you like hear it in your head, like clear as day, like it's it's almost non-negotiable. Like it has to yeah. go in the song, right? And when you're working with other people, obviously they're not going to have that same thing in their head. But I'm just like, no, you got to fucking trust me. Just believe me, man. Like this <laughs> needs to be here. Like fuck the whatever you think, like trust the process. And um, for some people that drives people crazy, but for a lot of my clients that I work with, you know, like repeatedly, um, they like- That's the reason really, they work with you repeatedly, yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> they trust me and they uh, they uh, they believe in like my creativity and my choices. And that's like the best feeling. So when I'm working on like projects with people like that, I am like so stoked and so excited. And I'm like, let's go, let's get this done. You and, liked uh, me enough to come back. I'm going yeah. to help you. <laughs> like, yeah. And I also try to get like, like as, as personal as I can with the artists that I work with too. And to, mm -hmm. you know, just to be their friend and to know them. Cause I feel like the better I know, like an individual, like the better I'm going to be. The better you can help them. Help them and make something that like sounds and feels like them. And uh, so like, or, go on. Okay. Um, so like I, I'm a, I'm a photographer um okay. that's one of the hats i wear I, I take pictures of people um and at cons there are two categories of, of photography i do there's the photography i do because they're paying me to do it and there's the photography i do because this is a very cool shot that i want to take yeah and sometimes they like sometimes they sometimes they overlap but for the most part they they stay in their lanes um but like when i when i see a really cool cosplay i was like hey can i get that shot real quick and I'll, I'll, you know, get in, get in the zone and take a picture. Um, but there are people who, you know, here's 20, here's 30 bucks. I, I and done, I'll, yeah. you know, let's get it done. Um, and I, I'm the, and, um, I think closer to the way you're describing where the people who come in for repeat business, I'm also a dungeon master, uh, and people, uh, pay me to DM them. Um, and oh, you, awesome. yeah, it's not, you know, it's not to live hey, off of. It's cool. just like, it's I an extra that, little chunk sure. of change. It's like a tip. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like this person likes me, likes this, what I'm running for them enough to be like, hey, you know, we're going to come back the week. Uh, it's a biweekly game. So we're going to come back week after next and do yeah. this again and again and again. And we've been running pretty consistently, actually. Took a break during the new year, but that was it. And if like everybody who's planning just pitches in, you know, it's yeah. like it, it just it makes it an easy thing and it makes it worth your time and something that you can be excited about. You know, it, also, not that you wouldn't be excited about it without the payment, but it's just like it just 
shows that they care. It's that little yeah, bit of incentive to be like, yeah. oh yeah, these guys actually it's, like what I'm doing. Yeah, it's the it's the players. It's like we want to come back and we will pay yeah. you to keep us. Like <laughs> there, there, there's also been uh, players in the past who've like bought me the material and be like, we want you to DM this for me, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yes, let's do it. Um, I'm also uh, just to get all of my media out there. Uh, a a musician. I used to. I'm not. This is not me shooting my shot for you because uh, I'm I'm very out of practice. Oh, you're good, dude. Um, but uh, as a musician for a very long time, I do understand where, where where it's coming from. Where it's like this has to go here specifically, and if it doesn't, I'm going to freak out. Oh yeah, I mean, I freak out. I mean, Deca knows that's me with the campaign setting that I'm running. It's like I have mm-hmm. this piece of lore; it has to go here. Like this character's backstory has to, like the wire connects to here, kind of thing. It's like, and it's just one of those things. It's like once you get that in your mind, that's like this is where it goes. This is the perfect fit. Then it's, it's non-negotiable really, after that. It's, it's really hard to shake that. Uh, we can't play D and D. Sharky, I like I will do like anything that I possibly can to make it as difficult for the DM to like. We do that anyway. They, 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 <laughs> they do that anyway. Okay. I, I, I had we had to invent Turtle Society. Turtle we mentioned society. that last episode. Yeah, in D&D, there's the turtle race, which is just turtle people. And I love that. It was just like, hey, where do these guys live? And I was looking at like the existing setting that I had and I was like, not here so i guess we need yeah. to figure out where they <laughs> where they live so they're living somewhere they're living Just in the project they live in fantasy polynesia and fantasy uh, culture creation thanks deca <laughs> hey that's what i do but, uh, but yeah um is there anything else that you want to add uh noah any last question for me deca i think i'm good here this was a this was an interesting conversation it didn't it kind of zigged where I thought it was going to zag, but like, it's fascinating. I wasn't sure. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm going to, I, because I, I am nothing if not honest. I didn't know what I was going to get out when, when we first started talking. But like, you know, when the camera hit and we started talking, I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty interesting. I think I, I, think I like these guest weeks because it's people that at least one of us know or we have a shared mm-hmm. hobby. Uh, in this case, no one knows. I've known Noah for a while, and we all have a familiarity with each other because we literally grew up gaming together for a few That's years. True. So it's like, and we're going to grow old doing it. And it's <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, well, it's it's even even if I don't have passing familiarity with Noah, it's that it's the thing of like, oh, you know, he's a musician. I'm a musician. You know, we yeah. understand on that on the content creation side. There are always ways to relate. You yeah. just gotta find them. It's just, I mean, it's the same thing as like with Noah's music to your Patreon writing to mm-hmm. I don't do anything much anymore uh, besides edit this podcast and everything. But I mean, I, that can fit there too. Like I need to get this podcast out, you know, per week. Bro, you're a DM. And I'm a, but I don't do that. You don't do sense. it for monetary gain, but you still do it. It's still. Well, it's, uh, not, it's not about monetary gain. It's just the public eyes on it. Your Patreon, gotcha, your sure. Patreon, like people Fair listen enough. to, yeah, yeah. if not Noah's music, the music he produces for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your Patreon goes out to people who you know support your Patreon, and then you have your yeah. paid DM games with other people. It's mm-hmm. it's like the things that I made publicly that I took, you know, I have a lot of like love for. Where's my channel? Was this channel? It's like we all have our own things and kind of have that cross contamination of you know our love for cross contamination we got that creative COVID baby (laughs) i don't say that (laughs) Uh, my bad so i just uh, i just i just screw up the algorithm you're good you're good you're good but uh yeah i guess that'll be uh it for today's episode guys uh no it was great having you it was great talking to you getting your insight onto things because uh, when we first started talking you were like i'll just let you know i have a very bleak outlook on things oh i do <laughs> and, and like we didn't get too deep into it but like we yeah did, i didn't like, want to it's like i wanted to keep things i want to scratch that surface like, so hard yeah yeah don't yeah, don't I mean, ever end a podcast on a sour note never yeah, ever but I'm, i mean uh, i'm really grateful for you too for taking the time to talk to yeah. me and letting me word vomit a bit 
make my yeah, man. jokes. I mean, like I said, I love these guest weeks, and like with all of our other guests, you know, we'll get you back on sometime soon. Awesome. At some so, point. Because uh, I know uh, it's just me and Deca like asking everybody these questions and having these conversations, but I'm sure, you know, Haley, Charlie, Alvin, they'll have their own questions and they'd probably like to talk to a bunch of the people that we bring on these next few weeks. So Yeah, yeah man. So we did it once. We could do it again. You're added to the roster of Let's people go. to contact. <laughs> Love it. But uh, yeah, so uh, that will conclude today's episode, everybody. Uh, if you liked it, uh, you can you know leave a comment. Let us know how um, I would say music's affected your life, or if you're a musician, you know some of your uh, stories about the industry. Um, if you're watching, what makes on, you happy? What makes you happy about it? Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we do have a Spotify if you want to listen to it in an audio form. And if you're listening on Spotify, we have it on YouTube if you want to watch the webcam uh, video that we yeah. record with all these. And watch yeah, both. At, watch both. <laughs> Help with those numbers. Uh, as always, uh, I am Sharky Hat, joined by Decavolti and Noah Kenton today. Thank you, Noah, for coming. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you all later. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.